Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tuesday, August 11th, 2020, and welcome to episode number 871. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 29 episodes away from the big 900 of the Mothership broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw, back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time. That being, of course, professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, right now, both members of our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team, King Ice, uh, King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, and the Ice Band, Jared D. Geralmo, are, are, have not yet arrived. We don't know if GTS will be able to make it in, and right now, JD is maybe coming in a little bit later than, than usual due to, of course, his uh, situation that took place last week. So, ladies and gentlemen, I will be taking care of your wrestling news and views here for tonight, of course, courtesy of some stories, of course, coming through at 411mania.com. But, ladies and gentlemen, we do have, of course, on the top shoe chat box bringing us tonight's wrestling history and birthdays this evening is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, of course, is a two th- is the first 2016 and also a member of two, uh, a 2020 legacy member of the WCWS Hall of Fame. And also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have some more folks coming in on the line here in the next little while as well. But, of course, if you care to, of course, John, we welcome you, sir. Thank you for coming in here tonight as well. 
if you care to chime in, if you care to chime in on anything and everything that we have, of course, to talk about here on our, uh, on our, of course, about everything going on here in the world of wrestling here tonight, every, all of our topics here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, of course, 138-055-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include, ladies and gentlemen, in, in addition to our news and views of history and birthdays here tonight, we, of course, hope to get a few thoughts in here and there, of course, about what happened last night on Monday Night Raw. It was a very eventful Monday Night Raw. Uh, but, of course, uh, I'm sure that some some folks did not really agree with the some of the results of what took place. But still, nonetheless, it was Kind of interesting, of course, with a lot of implications, of course, coming up on SummerSlam. <clears throat> so we, of course, will definitely throw that out here, of course, here momentarily. As also, of course, any other wrestling, anything else going on in the world of wrestling, of course, we'll definitely, of course, bring that here to you tonight here as well. In the meantime here, ladies and, meantime, ladies and gentlemen, 9.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Let's go ahead and get you, of course, in. Of course, like I said, once again, I'll be filling in for our, our 2017 Hall of Fame is Tag Team King Ice. As, of course, I'll be presenting, of course, a few stories here from, of course, our good friends at 411mania.com. And, of course, as we always say, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us, for allowing us here in the WWS Radio Network uh, <clears throat> to uh, read their stories on all of our shows. Of course, I am, uh, of course, I am referring to of course, Revolution, Wolfpack, Raw Radio, um, also, of course, out, Outside the Ropes, WWS Power Hour, as well as WWS This Morning. Let's go ahead and get you a few get you a few stories in. Of course, some of these, I'm sure, have taken place between, of course, uh, last night and, of course, today. Our first story here, of course, as, as a lot of folks have already heard, we did lose, of course, a wrestling legend in the legendary Ugandan giant Kamala. He had, had some health problems, of course, over the years, but of course, but uh, sadly, we did lose him, of course, uh, here um, here just recently. Uh, Jeremy Thomas has this story though about uh, very very unique here, as Chris Jericho, Scott, and Scott Diamore make big donations to a GoFundMe account to pay for Kamala's funeral expenses. Let's read this story right here. Chris Jericho and Scott D'Amore are giving back to a recently passed legend in the wrestling industry, donating big sums to the GoFundMe for Kamala's funeral expenses. As previously reported, a GoFundMe was set up to help the late James Kamala Harris, his family, pay for funeral expenses with a $25,000 goal. The goal is nearly complete, standing at $23,187. As of this writing, after Jericho donated $5,000 this afternoon, also listed among the top donors is Impact Executive Vice President Diamore, who donated $2,500 uh, last night. Jericho has donated to a number of GoFundMe's over the years, including $5,000 to the George Floyd Memorial Fund, $1,500 and $5,000 respectively to superstar Billy Graham and Kamala's efforts to cover medical bills last May, and uh, of course $5,000 for the Balls Mahoney Memorial Fund in 2016, of course, and many others. And of course, as we did say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, like I said, his real Kamala's real name is J James Harris. 
sadly passed away on Sunday of a cardiac arrest. Of course, our, our prayers continue to be with, of course, uh, with our uh, with with his friends and family here tonight. Of course, um, as we pay tribute, continue to pay tribute, of course, to this uh, wrestling legend there, indeed. Uh, this other story, Jeremy Thomas here, of course, this is talking about something that took place last night on Raw. Apparently, NXT talent to was told not to use MMA skills against Shayna Baszler during Raw Underground. NXT talent Emily and, and Zulus was reportedly told not to use her MMA skills during her fight with Shayna Baszler on last night's Raw Underground segment. According to Brian Alvarez on Tuesday's Wrestling Observer Live, and Zulus, who had, who had had an amateur MMA fight, was told not to do anything MMA-related and just pretend she doesn't know that, that she, what she's doing as Baszler beat her. Anzulus on, on, on was compared to her on the Rocks to Titan Games during his first season and has trained in jiu-jitsu, among other MMA disciplines. WWE signed her in January of this year. Of course, she did post to Twitter on last night's segment, of course, right, it's right here. Uh, she said it at 8.02 a.m. this morning. She says... Uh, there was a, WWE on Fox. Their Twitter account said there was an attempt by at Emily underscore Anzulis hashtag Raw Underground, but she posted on her the private account the Pitbull got unleashed. So, so I mean it would be interesting to see her go full flesh, but as as I, as I, as of course I just said that she was told not to use that, which. I don't know why in the world they wouldn't wouldn't do why they wouldn't let her do that, but but hey, uh, we'll just have to wait and see what all happens. Our next story comes to us from Jeremy Thomas. As uh, of course we have an AEW story now. As Cody said. To
Ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that. Apparently, we must have had a, a thing. Apparently, talk she was saying again that my, that uh, that I was um, attempting to do the show from two different devices. And, of course, obviously, that was not the case. So I don't know what's going on with that. But we're certainly going to try to investigate that. Let me go ahead and start this, this story here off again. I just now just realized it. Uh, Cody says the finished TNT title we revealed this week and also talk Scorpio Sky match in a sit-down interview. And this was this was put out by Jeremy Thomas here for today. As we were saying, Cody did a sit-down interview with Tony Schiavone promoting this week's Dynamite, and among other things, he revealed that the completed TNT title will be revealed on this week's show. You can see a full recap in the video right here, of course, on this page. Asked about his match with Scorpio Sky, Cody says Sky said that Sky probably was that was probably unmatched. In AEW, in terms of pure athleticism, and that he heard Jim Ross talk about how it wouldn't be an upset if Sky won the title. He and Sky are friends, uh, are friends, and meets every all-star criteria. If we're talking honestly, Cody points out that he's a tag team wrestler, which is very different than going five or ten minutes with him. He said he has all the respect in the world for Sky, but he says he'll blow him up within three or four minutes, and if he's wrong, he'll wave to Tony at the desk. That's what he thinks is going to happen. Shivani asked about the open challenge and how people like Ricky Stark, Eddie Kingston, and Warhorse have challenged <clears throat> and if he thought it would turn out this way. Cody says that perhaps it, it has outgrown the initial interview when he made the open challenge regardless of the company. He says that all the opponents are a big part of giving the fans what they want, pointing out that Warhorse was, was one that grew organically from the fans. He said he heard the names that they're out there now, like Alexander Hammerstone, Sipa Fatu, Matt Seidel, JTG, and such. They're all great names, and it's an open challenge. Because hopefully, when this is done with Scorpio Sky, he'd be interested in not just the outside guys, but the AEW roster. Up next were some Twitter questions. Tony asked when we're going to see the finished TNT belt. He jokes that it's a softball and says we'll see the finished title tomorrow night on Dynamite. Next up, what qualifies to what qualities to he or Arn and Tony Khan look for in a viable indie challenger for the title? Cody says he, Tony and Arn have done a great job in look, looking at the overall landscape and who's making waves in and out of AEW. He says it has less to do with polish and talent and pedigree and more to do with work. He said those are the people that he likes to compete against. Those with the ability to put in the work. He says that it went from a fun motto, hashtag t-shirt slogan, to being ap ap applicable to everything, especially in this era of wrestling on TV. Content is what matters. The old perception is reality is BS because reality is reality. You can find great wrestlers anywhere, and Tony has his ear to the ground that way. Tony Tony Schiavone asked that there's a chance that the match against Scorpio Sky will be Dynamite's main event. Curry says it's a great question, and in his mind, it, it's the main event. It could go on last, but the beauty of Dynamite is that every match could be a main event. He points out that Jurassic Express versus Hangman and Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy, and said both are main event matches. He says that this old passe outlook that the pay-per-view matches are the big matches, and to a degree it still is, but right now television is where the matches should be. That's why he loves the open challenge. So maybe it could be the main event. He knows a few people, but who knows to him as to him it's always a main event being on dynamite in general, but it's not it's not an easy show to get on. Tony closes the video by, by promoting the match in Tomorrow's Dynamite as well as the new title unveiling. So, of course, obviously, of course, we'll see that belt, of course, tomorrow night on uh, on 
AEW Dynamite. So let's see here. Let's we'll, we'll get you a few more stories in here before we get into the rest of history and birthdays here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, another story having to do with what happened last night on Raw. Jeremy Thomas has this story. Rick Blair comments on Randy Orton's attack, says Orton has surpassed his father. Rick Flair has posted a Twitter following Randy Orton's attack on him that closed out last night's Raw. As noted last night, Flair was punted in the head by Orton after the legend killer said that Flair was just trying to keep the spotlight on himself and they didn't know or love Flair anymore. Flair was stretched out in video posted by WWE. This afternoon, the WWE Hall of Famer took the Twitter to say what he would have said, noting, I wanted last night to go differently. What I would have said was, what I said is, is I don't know what would have happened if my son was in this business. I do know what Charlotte has done. And like you, Randy, she is much better than I ever was. It's like you have surpassed your father. That's it. And, of course, he, of course, posted that to Twitter at 3.01 p.m. this afternoon. So def definitely, so for those of you who have Twitter, of course, definitely, uh, definitely, of course, uh, check that out. And, of course, we'll talk more about Raw here in just a few minutes. And, and one other quick story here, of course, obviously talking about uh, viewership here for last night. As she brings us this story here and a couple more side stories before we before we continue on. Showbuzz Daily reports that last night's edition of WWE Raw drew 1.722 million viewers, slightly up from last week's 1.715 million viewers. The show also did a 0.47 rating in the key 18 to 49 demographic, down from last week's 0.51. Hour one drew 1.811 million viewers and a 0 0.50 rating, viewer for number four on cable for the ninth. Hour two drew 1.754 million viewers and a 0.46 rating, number six for the night. Hour three had 1.601 million viewers and a 0.6 rating, number seven for the night. The number one, believe it or not, the number one show of the night for cable was TLC's 90 Day Fiance. Of course, who I don't know who watches that. Which drew a zero, uh, drew a point eight zero rating. Tucker Carlson tonight on Fox News led the night in total viewership with four point five four three million viewers. Of course, obviously with the with the with about three months away to the election, I guess that's starting to heat up a little bit. And two more side side stories before we before we proceed ahead. Uh, this story, some various news right here from Jeffrey Harris as Peyton Royce preps for her first bodybuilding competition. Uh, Booker T on Reality of Wrestling holding the first drive-in wrestling show. WWE superstar Peyton Royce shared a vlog this week on her preparation for a bodybuilding bikini competition. There's a video on the page right there if you want to, of course, uh, see. Want to say that. Uh, and also WWE Hall of Famer Booker T spoke on his Reality of Wrestling promotion holding the first ever drive-in wrestling event. For there's a view, there's a you can view the clip that's on here. Of Booker T talking about the milestone, of course, right here in this video. So you can look at both of these on this page if you want to, of course, uh, check that out. And one more side, and one more side story here. Um, and this story came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas, but I got to read this. Priscilla Kelly and Darby Allen actually are divorcing. Also, Yoshihashi thanks fans after a six-man title win, and the WWE stock, believe it or not, is up. And Jimmy Thomas posted this story yesterday. We'll read this before we proceed ahead. Priscilla Kelly and Darby Allen are in the process of, of divorcing. Kelly posted the Twitter on Monday announcing that she and Darby Allen are dissolving their marriage. 
The couple got married in 2018. Kelly noted in her statement, there's been a lot of ups and downs, but we have come to the conclusion we are just not compatible together as people. We are on great terms and wish only the best for each other. There are no hard feelings as we both understand this is what is best. I know a lot of you have supported us for a long time as a duo, and we appreciate it so much, but this decision is what's best for both of us and our well-being. I hope to see him continue his rise in the entertainment industry and take the world by storm as he already is. As for me, it's time to begin a new chapter. Uh, WWE stock closed at $44.09 on Monday, up $0.39, cents, or 0.89% from the previous closing price. The market was, as a whole was up 1.3% on the day. And also, of course, Yoshihashi voted to thank fans following Sunday's New Japan Summer Struggle Night 8. The night saw Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto capture the vacant never open weight six-man tag team titles between Trent the tweet translates, I think he typed it in, yes, he typed it in Japanese. Um, it translates to simply, thank you so much, everyone. I am going to have a good dream tonight off. And he said that at 11.58 a.m. back on uh, this past uh, Sunday morning. So, so, but, um, of course, like I said, we hope nothing but the best, as I said, for Priscilla Kelly and Darby Allen. It's sad, of course, to see them, of course, time. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we, uh, that was, of course, our uh, Justin. I was just reading the stock. That's what the stock said. So that that's what that is. That's what that. Uh, but of course, ladies and gentlemen, that was, of course, your wrestling news and views part here for tonight. Of course, filling in for uh, the Iceman, uh, King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, and the Iceman, Jared D. Girolamo. As of course, <clears throat> as of course we do every single night here. Of course, we bring all the news that's fit to print here in the, in the WWS Radio Network. And of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. Nor we would, nor we have never tried to do so for the past five years, and we are not going to start here as well. <sighs> Okay, ladies and gentlemen, of course, let's go ahead and get you your wrestling history and birthdays in here for today, August the 11th, courtesy of the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. And first off here, of course, we go to, on this date in, let me see, yes, 1990, the AWA ran its final television taping ever at the Rochester Civic Center in Rochester, Minnesota. Uh, let's see, yes, on this date in 1991 in Tokyo, Japan, Masahiro Chono defeated KJ Muda, or of course we know him as the Great Muda. In the final match to win the 1991 G1 Climax Tournament. Our next one here. Let me double check to make sure I have this correct. Yes. On this day, 1997, on Raw is War from Biloxi, Mississippi. Ravishing uh, John Mississippi's um, abbreviation is MS, not MI. So I just want to let you know about that. Ravishing Rick Rude makes his return to the WWF after a seven-month absence at Shawn Michaels' insurance policy. This is Rude's first appearance in WWF since September 1990, and actually his first ever appearance on Monday Night Raw. Rude would retire from wrestling in May of 1994. His WWF comeback was a brief one. Just three months later, he left WWF for good in protest of the events of the Montreal Screwjob. On this date in, let me see here, uh, yes, 2008, 
On Raw upon Richmond, Virginia, the team of Legacy defeated the team of Batista and John Cena to regain the World Tag Team titles. Also, let's see, on this day in 2011, Scott Ladeau sadly dies from AOS at the age of 62. Also, on this date here in 2000, uh, uh, yes, 2014, on Monday Night Raw, Hulk Hogan celebrates his 61st birthday. Of course, guests of honor included Ric Flair, Paul Orndorff, which was his first appearance on Raw, the late Roddy Roddy Piper, of course, Jimmy Hart, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. This is Hall's first Raw appearance since 2002. The party was almost interrupted by Brock Lesnar. Uh, John Cena would make the save, and the party would continue on the, on the WWE Network. On this date here in 2019, SummerSlam was held in near the neck of the woods of our own King and W.O. Javar T. Smith, of course, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. With 16,904 in attendance and 19,600 people buying it as well. In the two pre-show matches, Drew Gulak defeated Orny Locan to retain the WWE Cruiserweight title. Um, Buddy Murphy defeated Apollo Crews by DQ. In the last pre-show match, uh, I'm just going to say this because this might set off my echo dot. Miss Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated the Iconics to retain the women's tag team titles. Of course, as for the remainder of the matches, Becky Lynch defeated Natalya to retain the Raw Women's title in a submission match. Goldberg defeated Dolph Ziggler in a minute and 50 seconds. This is Goldberg's first SummerSlam appearance since 2003. AJ Styles defeated Ricochet to retain the United States title. Bailey defeated Ember Moon to retain the SmackDown Women's title. Kevin Owens defeated Shane McMahon. This is Shane McMahon's first SummerSlam match since 2006. Charlotte Flair defeated Trish Stratus. This is Trish, Trish's first SummerSlam appearance since 2006, and it is also her last match. Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton fought to a double countout for the WWE title. The Fiend defeated Finn Balor. This is the first match for Bray Wyatt as the Fiend character. And Seth Rollins defeated Brock Lesnar to pick up the Universal title for the second time. And also, this is the first time SummerSlam was held in Canada since August 15, 2004. Okay, we also have a one wrestling birthday to report here. Of course, happy 63rd birthday to, of course, a man who was well-known in, w, in uh, ECW. He also, I think, was a referee, I think, also during the NWA days as well. But, of course, he was also better known as a – he was still dressed up kind of like a referee, but, of course, he managed guys like RVD and Sabu during his time in ECW. And and John did point out, of course, he was a recent guest on one of our shows here uh, sometime, I think, last year. And also, we have also inducted him into uh, our w our Hall of Fame here in WCWS. I am talking about Mr. Bill Al Alfonso. So happy birthday to him. Uh, John has one other wrestling birthday, but he, he, as he says, he wants to say the best for last because he's got, but he wants to go get some non-wrestling stuff out of the way before he gets to the big birthday of the evening. And I think for what I just read a moment ago, it is big. Let's go ahead and go to the, of course, non-wrestling history and birthdays here. On this day in 1919, the Green Bay Packers Football Club was founded. In 1885, $100,000 was raised in the United States for a, uh, for a pedestal for the Statue of Liberty. On this day in 1929, Babe Ruth becomes the first ever professional baseball player to hit 500 home runs. On this day in 1950, Joe DiMaggio is benched for the first time at hitting just 279. Today, 1956, Elvis Presley releases the song "Don't Be Cruel." Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm sorry, I'm not good. <laughs> On this day, 
On his day in 1961, Warren Spann records victory number 300 and defeats the Cubs 2-1. to one. On his day in 1964, the Beatles' song A Hard Day's Night is released in the United States. Of course, speaking of the Beatles, on this day in 1966, their last concert tour of the United States, of course, began. On this day in 1968, they would also launch Apple Records. 1971, Harmon Kilbrew hits home runs under 500 and 501. On this day in 1976, Keith Moon, the drummer of The Who, collapses and is hospitalized in Miami. On this day in 1979, Tim McGraw's father, Tug, gives up his record fourth Grand Slam of the year. On this day in 1980, Reggie Jackson hits his 400th home run off of Chicago's Britt Burns. On his day in 1984, two particular things did happen in sports history. Number one, Carl Lewis duplicates Jesse Owens' 1936 feet, winning his fourth gold medal. His world record was 37.83. Also, Johnny Bench's number five uniform was retired on that same day. On his day in 1992, the Oakland A's rip Jose Canseco for leaving the stadium before the end of the game. On his day in 1991, Wilson Alvarez Hurls a no-hitter in his first big league start. On this day, 1993, Roger Clemens pitches to 2,000th strikeout. And, of course, a very somber moment. I remember this one all too well. In this day in 2014, comedian Robin Williams sadly committed suicide by hanging at the age of 63 in Paradise K, California. Williams' career begins in 1976 as he, as he performs stand-up comedy. His film career started in 1980, of course, when he did, of course, his first movie ever was based on the cartoon character Popeye. His first major breakthrough was reached in 1987 with the movie Good Morning Vietnam, earned him a nomination for the Academy Award for Best Actor. He would also play an adult Peter Pan in the film Hook in 1991, and also his best known for his work in Mrs. Doubtfire in 1993, and also Jumanji in 1995. And now John's got the big wrestling birthday we're going to talk about here as we wish a very happy 67th birthday to the man, the Hall of Famer, the one and the only Hulk Hogan. And, of course, uh, we also heard here that, of course, we have someone on the line here saying that they they enjoyed the late Robin Williams, of course, on Mork and Mindy. Nanu Nanu, yes. Thank you very much there indeed, and we'll introduce you just here in just a few moments there. Uh, here's, of course, a little bit of story here, history here, of course, on Hulk Hogan. He started watching professional wrestling at 16 years old. While in high school, he revered Dusty Rhodes and re- regularly attended Carter the Tampa Sportatorium. It was at one of those wrestling cards where he first turned his attention towards superstar Billy Graham and looked and looked to him for inspiration. Since, since he first saw Graham on TV, Hogan wanted to match his inhuman look. He was also a musician and spent a decade playing fretless bass guitar in several Florida-based rock bands. Hogan was former ruckus in 1976. Hogan would quit the group to announce that he was going to be a wrestler. In mid-1977, after training for more than a year with Hito Masuna, the Briscoe brothers dropped by Masuna's gym to, of course, see uh, see Hogan. During his, this visit, Jack Briscoe handed Hogan a pair of wrestling boots and informed him that he was set to wrestle his first match the following week on August 10, 1977. It's the day before his 24th birthday. Hogan wrestled uh, Brian Blair in the CWF. A short time, of course, Hogan's real name, Terry Balea, donned a mask and assumed the persona of the Super Destroyer. 
a hooded character first played by Don Jardine and subsequently used by other wrestlers. Hogan would leave the CWF after refusing an offer to wrestle for the Kansas City circuit. Hogan took a hiatus from wrestling and managed the Anchor Club, a private club in Cocoa Beach, Florida, for a man named Whitey Bridges. Eventually, Whitey and Hogan decided to open a gym together. The gym became known as Whitey and Terry's Olympic Gym. Hogan's friend Ed Leslie, of course we would know him later as Brutus Beefcake, came to Cocoa Beach to help Hogan and Bridges manage both the Anchor Club and the, and the Olympic Gym. In his spare time, he and Leslie worked out in the gym together, and Beefcake would develop a muscular physique. Hogan was impressed by Beefcake's physical stature and, and became convinced that the two should wrestle together as tag team partners. In 1978, Hogan called up superstar Billy Graham and hoped that he could find him a job. Graham agreed, and Hogan also convinced Leslie, who had yet to become a wrestler, to come up with him, to come with him and promised to teach him everything he knew about the sport. In Alabama, they wrestled as the Boulder Brothers. After wrestling at a show, a show at the CWA, Jerry Jarrett approached the two and offered them a job for $800 a week. They would accept the offer. On December 1, 1979, he won the NWA Southeastern Heavyweight title, where he defeated Bob Roop in Knoxville, Tennessee, but would drop the title in January of 1980 to Bob Armstrong. Also, Terry Funk would introduce Malaya to, to the WWF, to Vincent J. McMahon, of course, Vince Sr., who was impressed with his charisma and physical stature. McMahon wanted Hogan to dye his hair red, but simply replied, I'll be a blonde Irish. On November 17th, he defeated Harry Valdez on Championship Wrestling and would defeat Teddy Biasi at Madison Square Garden. At this time, Hogan would wrestle Bob Backlund for the WWF World Title, and he started his big feud with Andre the Giant, which culminated in a match with Andre at Shea Stadium in August of 1980. Hogan was paired with Freddie Blassie as his wrestler-turned-manager. Hogan would still make appearances in the WWF despite being in New Japan Pro Wrestling as he unsuccessfully challenged Pedro Morales on March 26, 1981, for the Intercontinental title. On June 2, 1983, Hogan would become the first IWGP tournament winner and the first holder of an early version of the IWGP heavyweight title, defeating Antonio Inoki by knockout in the finals of a 10-man tournament. Hogan and Inoki would, would also wrestle as partners in Japan, winning the MSG Tag League tournament two years in a row in 1982 and 1983. After filming the scene for Rocky III against McMahon's Wishes, Hogan debuted in AWA owned by Vern Gagne. He would be a heel, but the AWA fans would fall in love with him in 1981, turning him face in the process. Hogan would win with feud with Nick Bockwinkel and gain his first title matches against him. 1982, Vince's son, of course, who we know now as Vince McMahon, made plans to expand the territory into a nationwide promotion and handpicked Hogan to be the company's showpiece attraction. He returned on December 27, 1983, defeating Bill Dixon. Also confirmed his baby's face status, claiming that he was going to become the next WWF champion. And one month later, on January 23, 1984, Hulkamania was born and defeated the Iron Sheik to win the title for the first time, ending the Sheik's 28-day reign as the champion. Rillamont soon proclaimed that Hulkamania was here, and indeed it was. Hogan referred to his fans as Hulkamaniacs and introduced the three commandments of his tra uh, training, saying your prayers, and eating your vitamins. His ring gear developed a yellow and red color scheme. His ring entrances also, also was ripping his shirt off his body, flexing and listening for all these cheers in an exaggerated manner. Every time when Hills would try to win against Hogan, Hogan would hulk up and experience a second, second, sun second wind 
and hit three punches, an Irish whip, the big boot, and the lay drop that would be his famous victory. In the next year or so, Hogan was now the face of professional wrestling as a man pushed the WWF into a pop culture enterprise with the Rock and Wrestling Connection on MTV, drawing record houses, pay-per-view buy rates, and television ratings in the process. Hogan would begin a feud in 1984 and 1985 with fellow popular WWF star Rowdy Roddy Piper. The two collided at the war to settle the score on February 18, 1985, and in a tag team match at the first WrestleMania on March 31, 1985, where Hogan and Mr. T defeated Orndorff and Piper in a tag team match. He retained the title against Piper's friend Bob Orton on May 11, 1985, at the first ever Saturday Night's Main event. Hogan continued to have lengthy title defenses against members of the Heenan family and others. He would also co-host Saturday Night Live on March 30, 1985, <clears throat> the day before WrestleMania 1. I was also named the Make-A-Wish Foundation's most requested celebrity of the 1980s. On Saturday Night's Main Event 2 in October 1985, he retained the title against Nikolai Volkov in a flag versus flag match and would defeat Piper at the Wrestling Classic the next month. On April 7, 1986, Hogan's next title defense would be against King Kong Bundy in a steel cage match at WrestleMania 2, with Bundy attacking Hogan's ribs after Hogan successfully retained the title against Don Morocco on another episode of Saturday Night's Main Event. Hogan would retain the title against King Kong Bundy. Later on that year from 85 and 86, Paul Orndorff would join Hulk Hogan and would lead to Orndorff being called Hulkamania Jr. In July 1986, Orndorff turned his back on Hogan in a tag team match with Big John Studd and King Kong Bundy. The two would collide in late 1986 in Canada at a Saturday Night's Main Event. The feud would end on January 3, 1987 in a steel cage match with Hogan retaining the title over, or over Orndorff. Hogan would prepare for the next title defense, and boy, he was unprepared. In 1987, Andre the Giant, <clears throat> free from suspension, returned and congratulated Hogan for having a larger trophy and being the champion for three years. Andre would have a smaller trophy for being undefeated in the WWF for 15 years. Andre would walk over when Hogan came over to congratulate. Would walk out when Hogan came over to congratulate him. Then the unthinkable happened on February 7, 1987. Andre the Giant walked out with Bobby Heenan and demanded a championship match at WrestleMania 3. Out before ripping the cross and a shirt off of Hulkamania. The next week, Hogan accepted Andre's challenge. <clears throat> the match would be set for WrestleMania 3 on March 29, 1987, at the Pontiac Silverdome. Hogan stunned the wrestling world by bicycling the 520 pound Andre and ended Andre's streak of winning as well. Afterwards, Hogan would continue to stay champion, continue to feud with Andre, and were the two headline the first ever normal Survivor Series in November of 1987 with Andre's team defeating Hogan's team. <clears throat> Uh, also, Ted DiBiase was dragged into the feud with DiBiase claiming to buy the world heavyweight title from Hulk Hogan. Hogan said no to it. And DiBiase would have Andre to buy have Andre to buy him the title. On February 5, 1988, Andre would defeat Hogan and his 1,474th day reign as champion on the first main event after a convoluted scam involving the million dollar man Ted DiBiase and referee Earl Hebner. Andre would hand the title over to DiBiase to complete their business deal. The title. Would be <clears throat> the title would be vacated for the first time. Tony, Jack Tunney stated that the title could not be sold from one wrestler to another. Hogan and Andre would compete to get that title back at WrestleMania 4 as they both received a bind to the quarterfinals, but both men were disqualified and were unable to make it to the finals. However, Hogan's mega powers friend Randy Savage. <clears throat> let's see here. 
would defeat DiBiase to win the title. 1987, while Hogan was champion, Hogan saved Randy Savage from the assault by the Honky Tonk Man and Heart Foundation, leading to the, to the formation of the Mega Powers. In the spring of summer of 1988, Hogan took time off to film the, the movie No Holds Barred to return to SummerSlam to team with Randy Savage to defeat Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase, and also a Survivor Series when they defeated DiBiase's team. At the time of their peak, they were feeding with the Twin Towers, known as the Big Boss Man and the team. When the Big Boss Man handcuffed Hogan to the on the Brother Love Show in October of 1988. A problems would begin between Hogan and the start of 1989 with Hogan having eyes from his Elizabeth. In the 1989 Royal Rumble, Hogan eliminated 10 competitors and even his friend Randy Savage. Savage and Hogan would try to make amends one last time to take on the team of the Twin Towers on Saturday night's main event, with the boss man throwing Savage over on top, over the top road onto Miss Elizabeth. Hogan would carry Elizabeth to the dressing room Hogan eventually returned to the match with Savage Savage slapping Hogan. After that match, Savage beat up Hogan in the dressing room, turning Savage heel to a title match for WrestleMania 5. At WrestleMania 5, Hogan would win the title for the second time against Randy Savage. His second run in 89 would last a year, but would end his feud with the big boss man in a steel cage match, and then go on to feud with his no-holds-barred character Zeus. At SummerSlam 1989, Hogan teamed with his friend Beefcake, defeat Zeus and Savage in a tag team match and also in the no-holds-barred cage match. Hogan entered the 1990 Royal Rumble where he started the feud with the Ultimate Warrior. He would win the match at number 25 at last eliminating Mr. Perfect, <coughs> who was the number 30th entrant. Warrior would win the title by defeating Hogan on April 1st, 1990 at WrestleMania 6 in <coughs> a title-for-title match. Afterwards, Hogan would be put out of action by Earthquake but returned at December 1990 to defeat Earthquake by countout. Hogan's feud with Earthquake would end in 1991 with Hogan eliminating Earthquake to win the second Royal Rumble match. <clears throat> he would then feed with Turncoat Sergeant Slaughter and would defeat him a third time to capture the title. He would then feed with The Undertaker in the fall, which would lead to the infamous Gravest Challenge at the 1991 Survivor Series on November 27, 1991, where Hogan would become the first man to take The Undertaker down but would help him clear The Undertaker won his first title. However, Hogan would break the dead man's undefeated streak by winning the title for the fourth time. But again, the title was declared vacant because the player appeared in both matches. In the 1992 Royal Rumble, Hogan failed to win back the title for a fifth time as he was eliminated by Sid Justice. At this time, before his feud with Sid, Hogan was accused of taking steroids illegally to wrestlers. He wrestled Sid at WrestleMania 8 and won by DQ and would take a leave of absence from the company but return in February of 93 to team with his friend Brutus Beefcake, feud with Money Inc., Hogan and Beefcake did not win the tag team titles, but later in the night, Hogan would reemerge to face Yokozuna and spell the title with Hogan ending Yokozuna's three-minute reign as the champion after Yokozuna had defeated Bret Hart to regain the title. <clears throat> uh, but Hogan would lose the title at the 1993 King of the Ring to Yokozuna. Hogan continued to stay on the international house show circuit against Yokozuna. And Hogan would set out the rest of his contract, which expired later in the year. <clears throat> Afterwards, Hogan returned to New Japan Pro Wrestling, defeating the Great Muto on May 3, 1993. His final match in Japan would be on January 4, 1994, defeating Tessumi Fujinami. Hogan was signed with WCW later that year and also would take part in Vincent Mann's steroid trial, where he testified against him in his WCW debut match on July 17, 1994. He defeated Flair, who won his first WCW world title. Hogan and Flair would continue their feud in 1994, with Hogan defeating Flair at Halloween Havoc, with Flair's career on the line. Hogan would continue in 1994 and 95 on a high note, 
by successfully retain, <clears throat> retaining the title against the Butcher and also Vader and also defending the WWE World title against Big Bubba Rogers and Lex Luger in two separate matches on Nitro in September of, 19, <clears throat> of 1995. He defeated with the giant Hogan's first appearance would be in all black attire on October 9, 1995. Hogan's 15-month title reign, which is the longest WWE World Heavyweight title reign <clears throat> in the title's history, at 469 days. It ended when he dropped the title to the giant at Halloween Havoc via DQ. Following the controversial loss, the title would become vacant and a new champion to be crowned in a 60-man three-ring 60 three battle royal at World War III. Hogan did not win the WCW title, but his friend Savage did. Hogan Savage would reform the Mega Powers in 1996 that would take time off from WCW for a while. But in the summer, it would be a big change for Hogan when Hogan turned heel with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall on July 7, 1996, and formed the NWO. Hogan would defeat the Giant at Road Wild, at Road Wild of course it was called Hog Wild at the time, to regain the WCW World Title on August 10, 1996, for the second time. <clears throat> Hogan would be a heel and strip his red and yellow tire to all black. Hogan would retain the title against former WWF stars like Randy Savage and Roddy Piper. On August 4, 1997, Hogan would lose the title to Lex Luger, but Luger would drop the title again to Hogan. <clears throat> Hogan's four-month reign as champion ended when he lost the title to Sting on December 28, 1997 at Starcade. Hogan would win the WCW title for the fourth time on April 20, 1998, defeating Randy Savage, but would lose the title to Goldberg on July 6, 1998. Hogan would back out of the title scene in 1998 and would be with the Ultimate Warrior in the fall with Hogan defeating him at Halloween Havoc. Some people say it was the worst match ever. Personally, I thought it was pretty good, but that's just my opinion. Afterwards, Hogan returned in 1999 to fight Kevin Nash for the title. On January 4, 1999, with Hogan defeating Nash to win the WCW title in the infamous Finger Poke of Doom. But Hogan's two-month reign as WCW champion would end with Flair defeating him to win the title in a first blood cage match. Hogan would take more time off because of his leg injury, but returned in December of 1999. As a face, and would win the WCW World Title once again and rebranded the red and yellow. But he would lose the title to Sting at Fall Brawl. He would then walk out in October 1999 after a match with Sting in Halloween Havoc, <coughs> but returned, but returned in February 2000 and defeated with Eric Bischoff's New Blood to walking out this time on July 9, 2000 against Jeff Jarrett at Bash of the Beach for the WCW title. Hogan would never wrestle again and would sue Russo for defamation of character. After Russo made remarks about him, Hogan was not there for the WCW demise of 2001. He would undergo surgery on his knees in order for him to wrestle again. He would work a match in Orlando, Florida, defeating Kurt Henning and XW, well, Jonas XWF, I'm sorry, until he felt healthy enough to, to accept an offer to return to the WWF, which would later be WWE in February of 2002. NWO would reform and return to WWE in February 2002 at No Way Out attacking Stone Cold Steve Austin and following up with The Rock challenging Hogan to a match WrestleMania 18 with the NWO attacking The Rock. His first match, Hogan and his NWO friends <clears throat> would defeat The Rock and Austin in a three-on-two handicap match. Hogan would lose to The Rock at WrestleMania after Hogan received a standing ovation and returned to the Hulkamaniacs leaving the NWO and turning back, back into a face in the process. Hogan was traded to the SmackDown brand and won the title for the final time in April 2002, defeating Triple H at Backlash. But would lose the title to The Undertaker at Judgment Day. Hogan would also lose cleanly at King of the Ring to Kurt Angle, 
but they would gain, but he would gain the, ti- the tag team titles with Edge on July 4, 2002, defeating Bill- Billy and Chuck. Hogan would leave the WWE in August of 2002 after an attack by Brock Lesnar, but returned in 2003 to feud with Vince McMahon, where Hogan defeated him at WrestleMania 19, but McMahon would suspend him. Hogan, however, had the last laugh when he was disguised as Mr. America. Vince would finally unmasked Mr. America on July 3, 2003 as Hulk Hogan, and as a result, Hogan was fired, but in reality, Hogan quit the WWE for a while. Excuse me there, folks. I also wanted to join TNA to feud with Jeff Jarrett, with Jarrett launching an attack on Hogan in Japan in October of 2003. It was scheduled to be Hogan versus Jarrett for the TNA world title at Mount of Glory, but the match was called off due to Hogan having knee and hip problems. And for legend, there's a lot of history here. We'd like to wish a happy 67th birthday. Of course, as we said, to to the one and only Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan. Hogan would return to the WWE on April 2nd, 2005, as a member of the WWE Hall of Fame, and would save Eugene from attacking from from Muhammad Hassan and Davari the next night at WrestleMania 21. Hogan would team up with Shawn Michaels to defeat Hassan and Davari at Backlash. That was a great match. Excuse me. You get with having a dry mouth there, folks. We do have several folks on the line here, and we thank them for waiting ever so patiently um, until, like I said, as soon as they get this ready, we'll get them, of course, here on the line. And we'll continue to team with Sean on two episodes of Raw in the summer after Michael's, afterwards, Michaels turned on Hogan and challenged him to a match at SummerSlam 2005. Hogan defeated Michaels in, in 2006. Hogan's final feud would be against Randy Orton with Hogan defeating him. Hogan would continue to make WWE appearances through December 2007, but did not make any in 2008-2009. Hogan would join TNA in 2010 and would wrestle some matches there, feuding with Ric Flair and AJ Styles and even taking Abyss under his wing. He would turn heel again by joining the group in Mortal, but it would be it would last for a year with Hogan once again going back to being a face. In 2013, Hogan would leave TNA and would return to the WWE. In 2014, as a WrestleMania 30 guest host, and stood in the ring in the opening segment with The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hogan would continue to make more appearances from 2014-2015 until he was released after saying an inappropriate word. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we all, we all, of course, have heard the, the ongoing situation, of course, here with that. 
but all was forgiven in 2018 with Hogan coming back to the WWE at, of course, the event in Saudi Arabia Crown Jewel. Hogan and the WWE are still continuing to get along to this very day. And John says that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. And John, we thank you very much there, sir, for providing that here to us for tonight. Uh, of course, let's go ahead and get you one more time. It is now 10.02 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. This is Tuesday, August 11, 2020, episode 871 of WWS Revolution. <clears throat> Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here alongside, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. And ladies and gentlemen, we do have, of course, several folks that have now popped in on the line. Um, and we do thank you for, once again, continuing to be patient. And, uh, of course, let's go ahead and bring them, of course, on the line here. Uh, bring, bring them here on the line here, of course, right now. Uh, first off, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> we'll introduce them. And then, of course, we'll just bring them in here, of course, one at a time. First off, ladies and gentlemen, now on the line here, let's go ahead and run it down. He is, of course, a... The current AAA US Empty Arena champion. He's also the FMWS World Heavyweight Champion. He's also, of course, the uh, let's see here. Yes, he is the current WWUS International Heavyweight Champion, the WWUS Bang Bang Champion, and the WWUS Core Champion. And also, ladies and gentlemen, he is, of course, one half of the GWI World Tag Team Champions alongside the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, the Keenan Close Mint Patel is here with us. Also, of course, via our via our talk shoe video service here tonight. He is also a member of John Gross's uh, He's also a member of John Gross's uh, Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page along with Mint. He is <clears throat> he is of course the current GWI uh, uh, Phenom champion, as well as of course the current WWS Nexus champion. He is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the soul man himself, also the man who's got some good pipes here when it comes to, to singing, as he proved that, of course, a couple of weeks ago. The soul man, Justin Lewis Fleming, is also here with us. And also, ladies and gentlemen, now popping in on the line here, he is, of course, a 2015, 17, and 2020 WWS Hall of Famer. And also, of course, another part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. Let's go. Let's go ahead here and let's go ahead and and bring him in here uh, and bring it bring him in here. Of course, here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mitt, of course, we thank you for very much of waiting ever so patiently. Welcome to 871 of Revolution. Uh, also, of course, we wanted to, of course, welcome. Uh, like I said, welcome JD, and I'm sure JD will be on for just a short time. But we also thank him for welcome for, of course, but waiting ever so patiently. Uh, here, of course, here while we take care, of course, of all of our business here, as we always do. So, gentlemen, thank you very much here for, of course, waiting for us here. And you coming in just at the right time here, of course, we are now getting prepared here to talk about what happened uh, last night on what was, once again, I guess the term I can use is mediocre episode, of course, of Monday Night Raw. Uh, let's... Uh, Let's, let's let's start with Mitt here, because I know Mitt might have something here he would like to say about it. So, uh, Mitt, what was something about anything that kind of really stood out here for you as far as Raw was concerned? Um, honestly, how they ruined the return of Milfy James, which is Mickey James, what I call her, <laughs> Milfy. Milfy. <laughs> um, Milfy James, yeah. 
That's good. I mean, I mean, what the hell was that about getting Lana to manage Natalia? That was a waste of time. I could have watched a, a good baseball game without seeing that segment. Then, mm. Lana Underground was okay, but could have done better. That's all I have to say. Okay, thank you very much there, Mitt. Uh, John went ahead and said, pretty much you just said it in a nutshell here, that Raw was fine, but Raw, but it was, once again, it was not good. And John said, basically, this really does have no comment about it. Now, one story I will cut, touch up on was something that I read in the news just a few moments ago. And that is apparently, apparently a current NXT superstar who has, who has like an MMA background went up, of course, against Shayna Baszler. However, WWE asked her not to use her MMA, um, uh, anything involving her MMA background, of course, when she was right getting in Baszler's face. Um, and uh, and I know that y'all might have probably know what I'm talking about here. I, I forget what her name was. The story was on 411 Mania just a moment ago. Uh, like I said, J.D., anything you care to touch up on involving, of course, what happened on Raw last night? Oh, you really want to know. You really <laughs> want to know. Well, it's, it's time for it, so yeah, we get me out here with you oh, guys. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about a few things that really grinded my gears last night on Raw. And believe me, I'm not going to pull any punches either when I'm going to speak freely. Let's begin first off, however, with what happened at the tail end of Raw, if we can, shall we? The whole Randy Orton affair with Kevin Owens, however, and Ric Flair. Did Rick, Kevin Owens really need to carry Randy Orton to a victory last night? Did he really need to do that? In my opinion, no, he didn't. But instead, what happened? Oh yeah, the rat-infested, uh, let's just say rat-infested, however, uh, ripped off, however, basically ripped off a cheap, basically got a cheap ripped, basically ripped off Kevin Owens of a victory. Because who was kissing whose ass last night? Let's think about it. Oh, yeah. It was the man that is known as the Apex Predator. The man, however, who for the longest time, however, has not gone fired because he's been kissing Vince McMahon's ass and sucking his balls off, along with Kevin Dunn and Bruce Pritchard for the last 20-some years, however, and getting everything handed to him on a silver fucking platter. The Viper himself, Randy Orton, however. And what does Randy Orton do? He basically shows no compassion to a Hall of Famer, a man who basically, however, took him along with Triple H, however, into their wing, however, 20-odd years ago. And what does he say? Does he issue a thank you? Does he issue any gratitude? No, not at all. He decides to cheap shot the man who he respected and loved and admired for so many years, however, and said, however, however, I don't need you. You're no use to me no more, like a piece of garbage, however. Yeah, gee, Randy, why don't you just find a way to continue to thank, every, basically continue to insult everyone or basically bury everyone, however, by continuing to be the prick that you are, however, both on and off camera, by being an ungrateful son of a bitch last night, however, by basically cheap-shotting Randy, or basically Ric Flair, however. 
guess what? As Drew said at the end of that promo last night, however, towards the end of the show last night, you're an ungrateful son of a bitch. You're a heartless, spineless, worthless dickhead asshole. You're a bastard beyond repair, however. And I hope that Drew McIntyre Claymore's your sorry fucking ass into the ground, however, come SummerSlam. And I'm sorry I'm fired up about this, but this is not the only thing I'm going to be fired up about tonight. And you'll see why in a few minutes, however. Anyway, if Randy, you think you're going to walk out of SummerSlam, however, the biggest party of the summer, however, with Drew's title, however, and thinking you're going to be a 14-time champion, ho, 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 my friend, you have another thing coming. Because Drew McIntyre is going to take that head of yours, punt it into this audience, or maybe use it as a basketball, stuff it through a hole, basically, basically stick up something into that warped brain, no brain of yours, however, Sort of like uh, a jack line. He's going to rip open your head, however, throw a match down at Howard, and light the damn thing on fire, and let your brains burn and bleed out, Howard, all over your body. Because you, my friend, are going to be having payback coming to you tenfold. What you have done to Christian, what you have done to Edge, and now what you've done to Big, not only Big Show, but what you did to Ric Flair. The guy you, you said you looked at. And what you did to Beth Phoenix, too, however. You think, however, everything should be handed to you on a silver fucking platter. Ho, 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 Randy. Randy, 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 Randy. My question is, why are they going back to the legend killer gimmick of his? And I'll answer your question right now, mate. Very good question. Because of one word. Desperation. Desperation. Let's talk about a couple of other things that really grinded my gears last night, too, shall we? Let's talk about the whole Natalia, Beth, Natalia thing with Lana involving Mickey James last night that we kind of discussed that brought up just a few minutes ago. Do we really need, yeah, do we really need to see the blonde little backstabbing broad bitch Lana on television again? No, we don't. But unfortunately, Vince has such as a boner. For blondes, however, he figures it's time to bring Lana back to television and also bring Natalia in back again. Because Natalia was sitting home for three fucking months, dealing with her husband however, after his COVID attack, however, and whining and bitching and pissing and moaning, saying I didn't get enough TV time, however, basically. And I should be given TV time, however, basically, however, because, because right now, however, I'm not doing anything at all. Yeah. Oh, I'm missing I was a I was a part of the evolution. Anyway, getting no, back to that. Yeah, yeah, is she bitter about that? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Here's the thing about Natty. She's 38 years old. Okay. We heard reports say that apparently her husband Tyson Kidd is wanting to get back in the ring. This after getting hurt how many years ago against Samoa Joe. I is it really it. worth? Is it really worth getting back in the ring, Tyson Kid? Is it really no. worth getting back in the ring to get hurt again, like you did the last time, and put your career and maybe life at risk? However, no, it isn't. You should be doing what you've been doing all along, and that's producing, helping out as a member of the writing team or as a member of the management team. And remember, Brett is the one who defended him about Samoa Joe using the muscle buster. Right. He should remember what that muscle buster did to him last time. Right, exactly. Good point, man. Very good point, indeed. 
But on to my biggest rant of the night. And oh, I'm going to have a nice little rant about this one. And I've been saving it for all day, pretty much. Let's talk about everyone's favorite little weasel. Slime bag, shithead, scumbag, subpar, sellout, slime, sneaky Seth Rollins. And his little bitch boy, Murph the Smurf, Buddy Murphy. Or should I say, bitch boy, Buddy Murphy. If you will. What they did last night to Dominic Mysterio, pardon the language here, was unfucking forgivable. It was absolutely, in a word, disgusting, appalling, shocking, and absolutely no cause for that. But what does Seth Rollins do? He thinks, however, because Dominic Mysterio, however, did all this, however, he should pay the ultimate price or the ultimate sacrifice. Gee, why don't you have Buddy Murphy suck your cock a little bit more, Rollins? Why don't you suck Vince's cock a little bit more while you're at it, too, along with the entire WWE front office to get what the hell of you're saying to you, okay, Rollins? Why don't you suck their balls off and kiss their ass like you've been doing for the last six months, bitching and whining, pissing and moaning, complaining you're the victim? You continue to say, oh, it's their fault that made me this way. It's the fans' fault that made me this way. Bull fucking shit. Why don't you grow a set of balls and have people quit sucking your balls like Buddy Murphy and have the balls stick out of your ass and spend time at home with your girlfriend, Howard? Oh, that's right. You're not a man. You won't spend time with your girlfriend. If no one else will, I will. I'll show her what a real man's about. Unlike you, because right now you're not a man after what you did last night. What you did was unforgivable. You know what's what so you funny did... about that? His wife is the man. He's the woman. No, he's more than a woman now. No, no, you, no you're right, Mitt. But he's more than a woman. No. What he did last night was almost like watching what happened, if you remember, back in the day with the Raven Sandman. Only worse. Vince McMahon... By the way, by the way what do you think yeah. about Dominic um, theme song? Uh, I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I'll give you my thoughts on when I eventually listen to it. I heard it's pretty good, but I'll get to that. All I can say is, I hope you racist, bigoted, arrogant piece of millionaire shit, along with your little boyfriends, that bucktooth little beaver boy bastard Kevin Dunn, and that brother love, red-faced Santa Claus wannabe, that little, I love you. Yeah, right. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I love you. Right. That no good, backstabbing, bullheaded, bitch ass, punk ass. I would say brute, but I would say backstabbing bitch. Uh, what else can I call him? Backstabbing bitch. Uh, bully. Bruce Pritchard, I hope you three are all fucking happy with yourselves last night for what you did. Yeah, let's sign Seth, or excuse me, let's sign Ray Mysterio's son to a contract. But on his first night, let's find a way to basically find a way to have him get the crap kicked out of him by the Monday night moron maggot Seth freaking Rollins and his bitch boy, the guy who's been sucking his cock for the last six months, Buddy Murphy. Who every week, Howard, does his dirty work for him because he he's a little bitch. He just loves to find a way to have his head up Vince's 
cock along with Seth's cock every week. That's and let me ask something in that rant, Mary. Now, um, before I continue on my rant, hold on a second. I will say one more thing very quickly in a minute. I'll answer your question in a minute, and then I'll finish up the rant here shortly. All I can say is another thing that WWE screwed up on last night, Kamala. You showed a picture of him. You didn't do a video of him. You didn't pay tribute to him. Why? You didn't do the bell tone. You didn't do even a, t- a moment of silence for a 10-bell salute before the show began in honor of Kamala. Gee, I wonder why. Maybe it's because Bruce and Vince and Kevin Dunn were playing rub-a-dub-dub, let's suck each other's nub, however, in the backstage locker room with Shane McMahon, Vince's son, before Raw fucking Underground, which, by the way, is, again, getting worse and worse by the week, and it will not get any better. But all I will say is this, in conclusion. I feel sorry for Ron. I feel sorry for you, Seth Rollins. You think, however, again, like I said, however, today you said, and you've been saying all along, you're the victim in all this. No, you're not the victim. And all he should have are... been the man. He should have been the man that should have gone on Bruce Pritchard's ass. No, he's the one who, along with basically, no, I said he should have been the one who got on Pritchard's ass. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right, but the thing is, he's already on his ass. Him and Murphy are both on their ass. They've been sucking his ass along with freaking Kevin Dunn's ass for the last six months doing this whole motif gimmick. And on top of that, money, you're not bringing back some old Joe to wrestle. That's, 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 I was, I was going to lead into that. Very good point there, Mitch. Very good point. That's going to lead into my next What was that tease about last week? Yeah, two weeks ago, okay, Samoa Joe stands up for Tom Phelps, his fellow announcer, and confronts Rollins and tells him if he even tries to do anything, however... He can't do anything. He will knock him on his ass. But yet last night, Vince and WWE decide to tell Samoa Joe he can't do anything to Rollins Howard because if he does, he'll be fired Howard. Yet he looked like you almost felt that he was willing to help and you felt that he should have helped Dominic last night. And he should have. But what happened? No, he couldn't help him because if he did, he would get fired. So again, once again, shows Vince loves that Rollins suck his ass every chance he gets. So, gee, you tell me that right there. Where's the logistics in that? Okay? The writing is getting worse. The shows are getting even worse. Far worse, seller. And do they give a shit? No! Not at all. Not at all. Vince thinks, however, everything's going to be so great when things are back to normal again after this whole pandemic blows over, if it blows over. Yeah. Here's the thing, Vince. CM Punk has said many times over time and time again, however... This business will be better when you die. I don't mean to be mean-spirited here, and I don't mean to be cruel, but I'm going to say it now, and I'm going to say it, and I hope everyone uh, can hear me and say this right now, and if I offend anyone, I apologize ahead of time. Vince, why don't you go right now to your final resting place, okay, and take a long, nice, old dirt nap for good, because no one wants to see your geriatric, racist, bigoted piece of shit no more. And while you're at it, why don't you take your boyfriends with you, and then that way, all three of you can play each other, rub a dub dub, scrubbing each other's, uh, uh, to say, grapefruits in the afterlife. Because that's all you've been doing with each other for years, however. Find a way to each other, blow each other more and more, and continue to piss every fan off with your antics. Because last night, once again, shows you you have no brains whatsoever. And as far as the one last thing, before I get to your question, Mitt, and I'll take one from either uh, 
uh, Justin and you, Chad, before I go for the evening. I am tired of seeing the fucking Hurt Squad, okay? No one cares about you, moron, very pissant, and your boyfriends, Bobby Lashley and Sheldon Benjamin, okay? You complain that you lost because the lights played a part in it. Cry me a fucking river already, okay? Seriously, cry me a fucking river. And while you're at it, however, why don't you find a way to give Apollo some momentum instead of burying him? Because every week it seems like you stop and start with him every chance you get. And that just goes to show you have no confidence in him whatsoever, or any of your talent for that matter. So once again, that being said, Raw is another piece of shit show, and it won't be surprised that next week it'll be a piece of shit show either, because this is the go-home show heading into SummerSlam. So, as far as that goes, I will have a little bit more to say about SmackDown, previewing SmackDown, which is going to be very interesting coming up this Thursday. Because I'm going to tell you right now, as far as what I've heard on SmackDown this week, it doesn't look promising. It does not look promising. So yeah, I hope you're happy, Vince. You put on another shit-ass show last night. And do you have any compassion for it? Do you have any feelings for it? Or do you have any remorse? No, you don't at all. You just have people love having their head up your ass and suck your ass every chance they get, like Rollins, like freaking Randy Orton, because you think they deserve everything you hand to them on a silver fucking platter, and that you don't give a shit about anyone else but your old ass self. So way to go, you piece of shit. Once again, shows you how much brains you really have. Well, I will also say this. Uh, apparently that story I read and posted on the Revolution Radio Facebook page that came out before Love Mania seven weeks ago about that research firm in New York City doing something on WWE and saying that, you know, Vince doesn't start doing something here pretty fast and all that. He's going to start losing a lot of things. Apparently that doesn't seem to phase him or scare him or he's not letting him do it. But he knows that the thing is that if something, they have to do something soon. He is going to end up losing it all. And sooner or later, that they're going to have to put somebody in there, uh, put the WWE back on its pedestal. And like I said, this one, as I said before, this place is on one person and one person only to do it. And that is Triple H. You do that with NXT, you can do it with the whole company. Plain and simple. So but read that story if you can pull that story up, guys. And so I, I, the link is still there. As far as I know, it should still work. If it doesn't, let me know. I'll try to find the story again. But it was from a couple weeks ago. But anyway, but anyway like I said, uh, uh, JD, before you go, I do have I do have uh, Justin here. I'm going to bring unmute him now. Apparently, he has been chomping at the bit here, trying to. Act, he wanted. He actually just wanted to tell you something. Justin, please make it fast because I don't think I don't know how long JD is going to be able to stay on. Yeah, I'm going to say so, for a couple more minutes. But go ahead, Justin. I'm going to be here. You have to say then. Yeah, all right. Well, to see. Go ahead. Stand by. Let me go ahead and unmute him so that way, unless you want to bring him on. All right, Justin. Like I said, you're on here. Uh, like I said, JD will be leaving momentarily. So just like I said, this whatever you need to mention, go on right ahead. And apparently, I've unmuted him, but I don't think you can hear me. Justin, turn up your volume, buddy. I can't hear you. Well, apparently we must have lost him. Apparently he must have lost his audio. I'm not sure what happened with it. but uh, Well, if you have a question, I'm going to ask me. Go ahead. And I know uh, I'm sure a couple of you guys have some questions, so I'm ready to answer. Yeah. Well, like I said, we'll tell Justin just if, you have a, if he has a question for you. 
to ask you on the messenger on Facebook. We'll just do that. Do it that way. Mitt, if you can get a hold of Justin, just let him know. Just to send a question to JD's uh, chat box on Facebook. Uh, but um, <clears throat> one thing, one thing I will mention now. The one thing that been they were talking about here that they were going to be doing here. I did not hear anything about the result of this. Now, one match I did hear about, obviously, which I'm glad that this happened, that Asuka beat the crap, beat the tar out of Bailey, which I thought that was great. That was the only good, you know, that was the only good match last night out of the, out of the entire show. That was the only yeah. good match last night. was good. Okay, well, let me also ask you this. Weren't they supposed to have a battle royal last night, too? No, no that's Friday. Right. That's that's Friday. That's going to be Friday. That's Friday. That's Friday. Monday, though. It's supposed to be Monday, though. That's what I, I thought. Heard. I heard that. I, I heard that too. But they they must they switched it probably at the last minute because they were so they they didn't know how they, was, they were speaking of desperation. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So apparently it's going to be on SmackDown on Friday. Apparently. Okay. Correct. Okay. Because no wonder I no wonder I didn't hear. Who won that thing? But of course, anybody anybody love, would love to have a shot at beating Bailey's brains in. Maybe it might knock some sense in her head, uh, and maybe knock that that hairdo off of her too. <laughs> oh, did John mentioned also too, uh, real quick. Did John mentioned also today it was also our good friend Bill Alfonso's birthday. Yes, he actually did. Actually, I did mention that he just was also sure. just making sure, just making sure. Okay. Oh, he, oh, he, oh, he mentioned it all, of course, including the fact we had the big birthday today. Happy 67th birthday, of course, to the Hall of Fame. Now, Justin, I think he's back on. Thank you, say these guys, all of your things. Let's just check and see if this is checking here. All right, Justin, uh, we got you back on live here. So, like I said, JD is getting ready to go. So, if you have something to ask him or mention to him, please go ahead. Please make it quick. Okay, JD. Um, yeah. Um, I talked to you about this on the phone earlier this morning. Um, yeah. Um, Kevin, do you know what? Randy Orton needs to look in the mirror, and he needs to realize that he wouldn't be in Evolution if it wasn't for Triple H. And exactly. you know, you know, you know, you know. In this comment, you know, this um, and some fan on WWE in this group I am in WWE Universe says something that um that um Dominic. Dom Ray Mysterio's son deserved it, because when he showed the photos of the bruises he got from the candlestick from um Kevin or from right. Seth Rollins. Yeah, you and I talked. You and I talked about this, and I will. And he said, I will, he, and said, I will answer. he said. He said. He said. He said. And he said, never, Dominic, never disrespect the Messiah. I mean, are you kidding me? Says the said, coming from no, Seth no, Rollins, no, the same no, man, you, the no. same guy. The same guy who had no you mean you mean to tell me that Seth Rollins crossed the line by 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 going after Rey Mysterio's family and he said and he and he said and and this guy says that that um Dominic Mysterio Rey Mysterio's son disrespected Seth Rollins? See, I, I, I just I, you're right very good point very good I can't say it. Very good point, Mid. I mean you're right. Whoever said that, however, and I hope he's, and if he's listening, however, to all of us or any of us, however, all I can say is, however, you're full of shit. You're full of fucking shit, and you're wrong. How do you figure a 22-year-old would deserve something like that, however, a 23-year-old, however old your son is, however? You tell me a guy who just busted his ass, however, trying to get into the business his father has been in for the last 30, 35 years, you're telling me someone like that deserves that? 
bullshit. And I agree with you about Orton, Howard. As far as Randy Orton goes, he should be fucking grateful, as I said before, Howard, in my rant, Howard, that Ric Flair and Hunter gave him a chance. Because if it wasn't for them, Howard, he would be doing who knows what. But no, he's been given time after time opportunity because he's been kissing ass with the upper management of the WWE because he thinks he's God's gift, Howard, because of his daddy, the ace cowboy Bob Orton, and his daddy was friends with Vince and Vince's daddy, Vince Sr., Bullshit. Hell yeah, and you bullshit. know what you know what, JD? Guess what? You're not gonna believe this. WWE stock is up. They got forty five point forty one. That's unbelievable. Yeah, they're stuck. That's, that's, I read that so Yeah, I like to know how in God's name a company struggling like that has is Oh, oh, and JD, a non-wrestling story here. I'm gonna get you a quick comment. I know you want to go because you want to rest because sure. you're still working yeah. thing. And I'm, I will make it fast. I promise you. It's sure. non-wrestling, but I know that yeah. you probably will have something to say about this. I didn't see the but, full story. I saw this on, I saw this a picture of this on Yahoo earlier today. I had to check yeah. my emails. I have Yahoo. Okay. Anyway, then we're gonna make the story short here. Apparently. Apparently, a police in Florida, uh, from what I from what I can tell about this, went to a school in Florida and tried to arrest an eight-year-old boy. That's asinine. That's stupid. Well, for what reason? You tell me for what? Hold on. I'm sorry. Let, let, let me finish. There's more to this. Yeah. Let me finish. He, the officer gave up, technically, because no-brainer, the handcuffs were too big. And put around the kids' hands. But get, here, here's the clincher. Here is the yeah. clincher. The police chief condemned it. The officers didn't do anything wrong. You arrested a hey. child? And you say you're not doing hey, anything? They're, they're yeah. the worst oh. police department since Mayberry RFD. And you said the chief condoned this? Yes. He condoned. Here's a little message for that chief. Okay, here's a little message for that chief, Howard, and the, the police department, okay? Here's an idea. Resign. Resign like now. Before, yeah, yeah, resign now before you're going to feel tons more backlash coming down on you. Because I'll tell you right now, those people in that town, wherever that's at, Howard, should be absolutely livid. With that, with the, with the police right now, and rightly so, and I would take serious action. I would get attorneys on the phone. I would get lawyers on the phone, Howard, and I would sue that police department for every cent in the door and bankrupt that police department. That is absolutely disrespectful. That is classless. That is heartless, and that is gutless. I mean, I'll find you that story. Eight year old kid for what reason? Yeah, send me that story. But I ask you for that's that. That's why police are reason? incompetent these days. Let me say this. Now, I don't know if this is the reason why. I didn't see the whole thing. I'm sorry to cut you off. But let me say this. I don't know if this is the reason why. Okay? But if it had anything, and I'm and I am going to, and I'm going, you know how I feel about this. Y'all, you heard me say about this. If, in fact, it had anything to do with the child not wearing a darn mask, that right, and you said you hit the nail right on the head. The chief needs to be freaking lynched is what he needs to be. I don't Amen. give it to them. Like I, I have respect for that yeah. because but, but, my but, uncle but, was a law. But the thing is, if the kid was, but the thing is, if the kid was told to wear a mask, this is the only thing. If the kid was told to wear a mask and he had to wear a mask, then 
I would kind of disagree. But if other than that, I don't know, know. If there's a reason, though. I don't know if that was the reason why they tried to arrest a child. But still, you're trying to arrest a child, regardless of whatever, of whatever the of whatever the situation situation was. You don't go put handcuffs on a kid. You're going to warp yeah. the kid's mind. You gotta be freaking out. Oh, by the way, uh, we all know now who Biden's running mate is. Yes, and you know what? All no, I can say to that is, let me say one thing about that, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna ask you guys real quick one question as well before I go to both of you guys, all of you guys, the same question. First off, as far as his running mate goes, bravo, absolutely great to see that happen. What pissed me off though was once again. Our favorite person, the jackass of the jackasses, decided to attack attack tonight, calling once again Biden Sleepy Joe. And what does he call Kamala Harris? Pocahontas. In his words, not to sound racial, Black Pocahontas. Yeah, wow. keep bearing yourself. Keep bearing yourself because you're going to be losing come November. What a racist! But let me tell you something. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you something else. Let me tell you one other thing I read, okay? This is before this announcement took place. Now, Justin, Bent, y'all can probably back me up on this if, if this was if you if, if you heard this too. Oh, uh, oh, wrong thing, about it, uh, oh, let me finish my thought. Let me finish my thought. That's okay. You know that group that was started um and met Justin JD, y'all know about that started after mm -hmm. the George Floyd thing happened. Okay, you know, you yeah, know yeah, that yeah, yeah. they said yeah. mm -hmm. they said they would go AWOL on Biden and several other people if he did not pick an African American running. That was the exact that's words right. I heard. Yeah, yeah that's that was I mean, seriously. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, they if they would go nuts if Biden didn't pick a. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, but y'all finish your thoughts. Go ahead, please. I'm looking for that story. So you're going right ahead. Finish your well, well, like what Justin just said about uh, what, what I said, but, but you know who said about uh, oh, Kamala Harris saying, it just shows you more and more his numbers are going down more and more. And he doesn't give a damn. Right now at this point, if he still thinks, if he still thinks he has a snowball's chance of hell coming in November, no way. I looked at the numbers recently. In Pennsylvania, it's 49 to 42. One of the key states right now could be this that state like it was four years ago. Right now, with the announcement of Kamala Harris today, however, with Biden and Harris are coming together, I think you're going to see a nice duo work together there. In Michigan, it's already a guarantee. Florida, more and more, people are not going to back him this time. There's no way in hell he's going to win Ohio and Florida. He is going to be lucky if he wins anything. And then, well, he's the thing is, if you remember, what was it last week? I think it was Biden said how he is not going to go to the convention. He is not going to put his health at risk and basically risk it. He's going to keep it simple, basically, and he's going to basically tell them for the time being, how at the moment, how we do not need to go out into the public, how and basically have people continue to have things go up, 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 power. He wants, if he's saying right now. As far as the convention goes in like Milwaukee or wherever, however, right now we do not want to take a risk, however, and we want to be safe and be smart. Whereas this idiot says, oh, I'm going to do my campaign, no disrespect to your state, Chad, in North Carolina. I'll have people come out, not wear masks, however, and let people die and get sick. 
He doesn't care. Oh, he doesn't oh, freaking that care video, at all. I have a video of that story, by the way. Let me Seven ask you guys one last yeah. Let me ask you guys this question real quick, and I'm going to cut it loose before I go as I'm going for the night. Earlier today, we heard the Pac-12, the Big Ten say no college football, at least till next year, possibly next spring. Why isn't the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 saying now it's our turn? Why are they stalling? It's time to make a decision, guys. If those two can say we're not playing this year, why can't you three guys in, the, in those conferences say right now we're going to shut it down for the year? What's holding you up? Money? Come on. Bullshit. The Big Ten was smart today. The Pac-12 was smart today. It's your turn, ACC. It's your turn, SEC. It's your turn, Big 12, to say we're going to have to shut it down too. You have no choice. Oh, I found the story. Here's what it, here's what it is. I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to change the subject, J.D. Let me read this. I know you want to hear this, but here it is. They just know it was posted today. Apparently, a newly released, this is from CBS News, a newly released video shows an eight-year-old boy in Key West, Florida, being arrested at school after allegedly, now the key word here, allegedly, punching a teacher in the chest two years ago. Two years ago. Oh, come Civil on, rights. Are you kidding me? They should have arrested him. They should have did that a long time ago. There's more to it. Hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish, and y'all can say something. It's not, not done yet. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump, who has represented the family, said the boy who has emotional and behavioral disabilities was charged with felony battery. The boy's mother plans to file a federal lawsuit against the officers, school officials, the Monroe County School District, and the city of Key West. This child has disabilities, and they arrest him for punching a teacher, and they wait two years to say something. Uh, oh, my. Oh, boy. And, uh, and then they got a picture. And now, like I said, they got a picture of the officer staring at the child. Apparently, they got a caption saying, so you know where you're going? You're going to jail. Unbelievable. And it is unbelievable. It's stupid. I mean, <laughs> But like I said, real quick, let me just get. Yeah. Yeah. This is sorry. This is what this is what he said. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh. But let me ask. Like I said, I asked you guys about the whole. Uh. Like I said, Big Ten or the not the Big Ten, the ACC, the SEC, and the Big Twelve. Should they shut it down right now? Yes. I'm saying yes. You have to. You have no choice. If the ACC and the Big Twelve say, or the Big Ten and the and Big Ten and the uh, Pac-12 say today. We're shutting it down. Why can't you? Well, y'all remember, I've said the same thing. I've said that all along. They shouldn't have started it back up in the first place. It was a little bit too late to do any of it. But they assumed, they assumed that just because they saw a little bit of leadway in the deal with the virus and all that, they oh, maybe, okay, we, we might be able to take advantage of this. But no, somebody had, but no. The thing about is the minute that happened, look, look what happened. It rises back up. Yep. It rises. It rises back up, and now, now they're back on. Like I said, they're 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 yeah. Now, 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 like I said, this is. Oh, jeez. Oh, um. You know what? So, this crazy. Well, on that note, I'm going to go. Sorry to cut it short, guys. But I will be back on Thursday. So 
You'll hear from me in the next day or two, so don't worry. I'm still hanging in there. And like I said, I will talk to you guys then. So until Thursday, I'm out. All right, JD, thank you very much. And please rest up, and we'll talk to you soon here. Thank you. Take care. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo here. Uh, we, it, was, it was good, of course, to hear from JD. Of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, he is. He is, of course, still, like I said, taking it easy after, uh, after of course, uh, like I said, dealing with, of course, the kidney stone situation. Uh, uh, for, 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 forgive me here, folks. We're trying. I'm trying my darnest to. Okay, here we go. Okay, we're, we're back on. Um, but, of course, ladies and gentlemen, this, this thing about this deal in Florida, I mean, I mean the thing about the thing about it is I mean sh I mean like I said if someone was attacked I mean that's that's one thing right there okay if they were I mean we all we all understand that okay but you got some circumstances here first off the child the child was like I said eight years old the child has disabilities the child couldn't help it and officers tried to arrest the child. Like the worst and, police department since Mayberry RFD from the Andy Griffith show. Well, don't well, I mean, look, I'm an Andy Griffith fan, so be hey, take it easy. So. But I mean, the thing about it is, I mean, Andy, Andy Taylor and Barney Five was able to deal with criminals a whole lot better than this crowd here, apparently. I mean, I, I never saw Andy arrest Opie. Did you? I didn't. Nope. I didn't see it. Nope. So, I mean, I mean, come on, man. I mean, the child, then like I said, I mean, let me tell you something. I've heard of many cases where, like I said, the child that did have some difficulties, disabilities, and all that, and they could not, and they just reacted, they just re reacted, like I said, without any control. We've heard that, right? I mean, there's been occasions where that has happened, correct? I mean, and yeah. this was no, this, and get this, this, but this was no different. This is no different. And I'm and for one thing, let me go ahead and say this. I hate to get off the rest of the, we'll get back on the rest of the thing in a minute. We got still got some time. But I'm gonna say this right here. The mother taking action. I mean, even though it should have been a lot sooner, mind you, but the mother taking action and all is truthfully like is is what I would as I would definitely call like I said, uh, a good way to kind of stand up with everything going on here with the, in the wake of everything going on here because of the pandemic and everything like that. I mean, this was two years ago. This was two years ago when all this, when all this happened and they waited until now to do something. I mean, I don't know why they didn't just do something then. If they knew this child had a problem. But, uh, but point blank here, but 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 point point blank here, there, folks. Like it, like I said, this is this is just just a, just a humongous crock, in my personal opinion. And I'm gonna say this right here. Uh, I still have, despite this, and I will say this, despite this, I have nothing but the utmost respect for law enforcement. One reason is because my uncle served in law enforcement for 34 years. He's seen a lot of it over the time, over time. We are, I always heard a lot of situations. 
He retired as a police chief near my neck of the woods down here in North Carolina after being, being involved for 34 years. And, he's, and I always heard a lot of things that he dealt with, of course, you know, you know, during during his tenure as a, as a as a public servant, and that made me respect the law in more ways than one. And sometimes, yes, even though there might have been occasions where I might have gotten a speeding ticket or two, and I paid for that. So, like, and and like I said, and but I never, I of course personally, like I said, you know, that 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 doesn't mean I never lost any respect at all in the world. For you know, for of course, like I said, just like we, we we salute our military, we salute of course our law enforcement, of course, especially after what happened you know back in 2001 with the, with 9/11 attacks. I had that that was heightened tenfold whenever that happened. Of course, that heightened for everybody when that happened, big time. So so bottom so bottom line here, so bottom line here, like I said, pure and simple. I'm glad that some that this that that the mother of this child is taking action, should take action, because let me tell you something. I've said this about you know my governor here in North Carolina, of course, doing this thing with the mandate with the mask and everything like that. You know they say like I said you gotta follow his rules and everything like that. Well, let me go and tell you this way. This kind of reminds me of that, and I'll say just one thing. Hold on. I don't listen or follow stupidity and that's that that's right here is another example of it right there people like i said just because you have the power and the authority to do it does not mean like i said that you have free that you have the free will to, to do it and all and all that stuff and you especially don't do it right there when you know you're probably going to be you're probably going to be seen like i said seen you know like like i said later on here it's going to come back and haunt you and I'm sure these officers now are going to be wishing that this that you know that they didn't take this action because now all of a sudden they are they, now look what's happened. It's got the city of Key West, Florida in hot water. It's got the county where that where that uh, police department is in trouble, and it's got those officers in trouble. So I mean that right there is going to have a whole lot there, and they're going they're going to pay big time for what they did. They re they really are indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the human suplex machine, John Gross, is uh, standing by here as well. He actually uh, did the hashtag before he came on the line. There's going to Papa be John. a pipe bomb. And, I, yes, Papa John's getting ready to come on here. He's not bringing in a pizza, ladies and gentlemen. No, he's going to bring something a whole lot hotter. So let's go ahead and bring him in. <laughs> let's go ahead and bring him in here right now and see what he has to say. Because I know he wants to get something off his chest. So let me do that, of course, as we welcome to episode 871, of course, of Revolution Live. We do have, of course, the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, sir, welcome to the show here. Of course, you got myself, you got Mitt, and you got Justin. Uh, I understand you have something you want to get. In color. You have to call him CM John. So there you go, CM John. I was gonna keep. I was. I was gonna keep my mouth shut tonight. 
I was gonna I was gonna chill and relax. I was gonna calm down. I was gonna calm tonight, but I cannot bear oh. what I heard. What I have just heard. You talking about what I just what, heard? Yes, the police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot fathom what's been going on in America and wrestling the last few nights. I have not I am not under any circumstances happy with what the way America and wrestling have been going right now. And you want to know why? Because of Donald Trump and Vince McMahon. Oh. And, and now, you know what, John? Mm-hmm. See, see, you know what? This is this is this is this is pissing me me off, and it's pissing pissing you off as too, because you know law enforcement. You know this is why law enforcement cannot do their freaking jobs right. Yeah. My good friend, who, Chad, you knew very well last Sunday, a member from the Daily Grind, Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson, yep. Yes. Yes. He come come on and said about police brutality. But what upsets me the most is an eight-year-old kid punching, allegedly punching a teacher. Then getting hauled away in handcuffs because the teacher wanted to act like Karen. Do you think that little boy got got what he deserved? No. Doesn't deserve it. You're right. Absolutely. He's he's, he's autistic like me. He has has disabilities. He has disabilities. All right, man, please. Let me try Ahead, this will, this make me uncomfortable. I'm a brother of a 28 year old uh, uh, with autism. You guys may have heard him sometimes making those noises and stuff, but they've been doing that to a little kid that can't help himself. That pissed me off. Yeah. And I have a brother yeah. that has autism. I have a brother with autism. I know what it feels like to raise an autism kid. And John, John, you're not going to believe this. Mm-hmm. You're not going to believe this, John. Guess what? What? You're going to like. You're going to. You're going to get. You're going to like this. WWE stock is up, and they got forty-five point forty-one percent. Oh, goody, 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 Vince. You piled up the WWE stock. Goody, goody, goody. Well, where were you last night when when Dominic Mysterio and Ric Flair were beaten down? 22 years old, Vince. You gave him a WWE contract on this show. And you did a Raven Sandman angle in ECW where you tied him up and beat him up with that damn kendo stick. A kendo stick 
that was used for your ass, Zach Rollins. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know what? You, you know go. what, John? You know what, John? Guess and guess what? I was in this wrestling podcast. I was in this wrestling group, WWE Universe, and this idiot made a disgusting comment about about um Dominic. He said he he, he had he had a photo of Dom, the bruises Dominic got from that Kendo stick that he suffered from Seth Rollins. He said never ever disrespect the Monday Night Messiah. I mean, are you kidding me? Seth I mean, you Rollins, mean to tell me I don't this, care. Who people you tell me are. I don't care if you're a wrestling fan. I don't care if anybody says that they are the best. I don't care. What goes on is way over the line. I mean, you tell me that this man, right. that Seth Rollins, had no respect for Rey Mysterio's family, and, he, and, he, and this guy, this wrestling fan who likes Seth Rollins, say that he that Rey Mysterio, that Rey Mysterio's son had, had no respect for 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 Seth Rollins. Are you kidding me? And that's why you so brought bold. that up. That's why you brought yes. that up, Justin, because if, if I may be so bold. Seth Rollins yeah. should have been if Tyler I'm... Black, not Seth Rollins right now. Right. Well, yeah, if he I was in the so... Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Yes, I know. And anyway, if I'm... Okay, if I may be so bold in saying that the thing about it is that Ray's that that Seth is saying that Ray Mysterio's son needs to respect him. That is what is what I'm hearing. Well, the thing about it is, let me tell you something. Despite now, now I agree with everything that went on that was despicable. John, I agree with you 110 percent. Mitt, I agree with you. Justin, I agree with you tenfold. Yes, but the thing about it is, before Seth Rollins was even a household name, Rey Mysterio was already climbing those walls, man. And as small stature as he was, and still is to this very day, he still was able to knock down the doors and hit, and take people down even two or three times his size. I mean, that was proof, right? Of course, remember in WCW when he took out guys like Scott, we heard like Scott Norton. Bam Bam Bigelow. Heck, he even beat Kevin Nash on Nitro. Y'all remember that? That right there was a yeah, match yeah. and a half. Right there. That was a match and a half. So the thing about it is, it needs to be the other way around here, that Seth needs to show a little bit of respect for what Rey Mysterio has brought to the table. And like I said, even doing that through the eyes of Rey Mysterio's son, who basically what all Rey's son is trying to do here is stand up for his father. That's yeah, all Seth Rollins is the one that crossed the line. He crossed the line. And Seth is acting like a douche. He's acting like a freaking douche. Like I said, like, I, I, and you know what? Let me tell you this. This has been this this is this this is Vince McMahon 2.0. Because you know darn well Vince told him to do it. You know Vince told him to do it. We 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 we've seen that tenfold here. And the thing about it is, Vince is, and see, that's why I think Vince is taking advantage of the whole raw situation with the pandemic and all that. Because guess what? He finally now has some ideas and starts and is starting to use them. And it took and it took and it took a worldwide pandemic for him to finally knock his brain brain back into motion to try to do something. Not to say, like I said, it's just some of the stupidest ideas I've seen. But the thing about it is, and John, you said it all the time, he keeps going back to the network. 
because he yeah. he doesn't have any of his own. And yes, he's still doing that too. I can see that. He's still doing that too. This thing that they did with AJ Styles at the Undertaker WrestleMania, okay? That part I see. That part, okay, I get that. But the thing about it is what I did. And it was get, good. Don't the get fact me that wrong. The thing they did on top of the blame building of WWE headquarters in Connecticut. That the thing about it is, and John, with all respect here, I'm sure you would agree with me on this. If anybody would have fallen off that building during that pay per view and all that, it would have made the Owen Hart situation look like a kindergarten brawl. I'm telling you. On it was. Yeah, and John. Yeah, and John. That wrestling fan needs to wake up and realize that Seth Rollins is the one that crossed the line, and he needs to stop kissing up to um, Seth Rollins and su start supporting Rey Mysterio's son. And, yeah. And now, that leads me, and I'm not done. I got a lot more tonight. I'm ready, I got bro. a lot. Bring it to us. Vince, you remember Kamala, don't ya? You remember... Ooh. That wrestler Kamala, that well, what? Well, he passed away from COVID nineteen. And what did you do, Vince? Nothing, nothing at all. So Vince, you disrespected a a person, a person's death. You disrespected his death too. And what's more worse is that you let a seventy one year old man. Get punted in the head by Randy Orton, a 16-time world champion who bled for this business. Has he even forgotten he RKO'd his um his daughter Stephanie back in 2009, and Triple H was really pissed off about that. He didn't. And what about what about when Triple H and what about when Triple H um got angry at what he did was what about has he forgotten that Triple H got was angry when Randy Orton punted his um father-in-law Vince. Punning, punning his, punning, um, punning him in the head back in 2009, and then I forgot yeah. what about what about Shane? What about Shane? His son Shane. Randy Orton did the to Shane too. Mm-hmm. Well, it shows, like I said, man. Like I said, the last few years here, I'm sure y'all would agree. Vince McMahon has run out of the one thing that he always thought that he was ever that he was ever going to have. And that is class. He does not have any more class. He is he is, is wasted away just like he has. And the thing about it is, like I said, like that story. And John, and you know, you heard me talk about that story that I posted on the on the Revolution Radio page. And like I said, it's still there. They need to hand the reins to somebody else to get them out of the gutter. That's where they're at. And if they don't do it soon, the company the company is just going to be flat on its face dead. I, of course, I'm not surprised that it already is. I hate to say that, but like I said, it's becoming a reality. Cody is is, is smiling about that from grinning from ear to ear because he because and he knows Tony Khan. AEW is standing right on top of that pedestal, as happy as can be, seeing Vince McMahon making himself like a complete jack off. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. And and before. But y'all, y'all get, y'all get what I'm saying. Y'all get what I mean. So, but John, please continue. Cause I know you got a lot to get off your chest. So please go ahead. Damn right I do. Oh, and that leads me to you, President Trump. That leads me to you. 
Joe Biden's oh. already had. You have called. You have told Vince to call this so many times that you wanted to put sports back. I get it. You put sports back. I do. I get it. But don't you think it's a time when when people say what they're gonna say? I don't care, Trump. You are losing in November. You better hope that you have a plan. And you talking about this vaccine coming in November 3rd is going to solve your problem. I think a vaccine will come by the end of the year. I believe in Fauci's words. Now, I know Fauci wouldn't, wouldn't steer us wrong and he wouldn't lie. But, but Trump, your lies have gotten way bigger and bigger and bigger. So, Joe Biden is going to run your ass out of president, and even Kamala Harris. And bravo, John. Bravo. Bravo. Thank you, John. Thank you. You're welcome. And one I applaud last, you. And one last thing. A police officer arrested a little boy eight years old eight years old two disabled two years ago. yeah two years ago what yeah. why are they waiting till the last minute yeah why that's do why they wait till the last minute why did we do that why would they wait till the last freaking minute yeah yeah oh yeah police they've been around all this year what they did to George Floyd was unacceptable. But what they did to that eight-year-old kid in August is even more unacceptable and deplorable. <sighs> unacceptable, deplorable. And you wonder why this pipe bomb is made tonight. Because for all the little Karens out there that want to sit here and, and have yourself good old night nice cup of brewski like Donald Trump, Vince McMahon, and all those police officers, and all that Vince McMahon puts over. They're all having a good laugh on Zoom right now, drinking their brew and thinking about what they're going to do next. Well, Vince, Trump, and all the others that, that I'm bashing on here tonight, I know what you're going to do next. And believe me, believe me, Believe me, Vince, and all those other people, you're in for one rude awakening in prison. This is the song that you don't have heard. Well put indeed. You better, so Trump, Vince, you better hope that I don't, that I don't take America too seriously. 
because I'm a proud American. You, on the oh, yeah. other hand, guys, you just wanna wanna be like Karen. I'm proud to be not, American too, John. Yeah, not well, being you. not wearing your mask, not being socially distant. You all wanna act like Karen. But in the well, end, hope- it's gonna cost you, Vince and Trump, because starting this November, we're taking our country back. Yeah, I really do hope we get a new president in 2021. I really do. And John, John, John if, if, I, if I may be so bold in saying so, concerning the mask issue, I hope you consider me an exception. Yeah. Because, because I... I know, it, I know you don't want to wear, wear a mask. That's fine. I understand. I respect I respect your opinion. Well, there's a reason why. Because I can't. That's why I have a breathing condition. I can't wear one. I know. I understand. I understand. And I thank you. But Vincent, yeah. But but Vince Trump and that police officer who who arrested that eight-year-old, you pissed me off long enough to drag your name into your mud tonight because because I'm not taking the breaking news games lying down. I've seen all breaking news I can stand and this is pissing me the hell off. I have to say it. So, after my pipe, when my pipe bomb, so, to close out my pipe bomb, y'all better be ready to serve Hard time. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Now that is what hard times is all about. That was what hard times is all about. Can you dig that? And I'm done. I hate it. he's gone though. You know that. I hate it. I hate that Ray Trailer's gone. I really do. He was a great wrestler. He was an awesome wrestler. And but, that's what hard times is all about. That's right, John. We thank you very much, here, sir. Uh, definitely had a lot to say tonight. No question about it. And he really and he, and like I said, he really like I said, hit the nail on the head on a lot of things. And of course, like I said, at least one good part about the police officer story that the mother of the child is taking action, like I said, against certain officials, of course, down there in Florida. And the Lord knows, I hope she wins. I really do. For the sake of that child, I really hope she does. And I'm sure the good Lord's going to make sure that's probably going to end up happening. Because, like I said, somebody's going to, she's going to have somebody's badge or somebody's, uh, somebody's, uh, Office or whatever for breakfast, and you know what you know what I'm talking about. So, Mitt, Justin, anything y'all wish to add before we close up shop here for the night? You know, something that me and Justin can't agree on: the president is lucky that shot that should have missed the president yesterday. Right. He's very. Well, what you say, Mitt? What you say, Mitt? What you say? You remember that shooter that, um, that tried to um, shoot at Trump yesterday? The president is damn lucky they missed. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people probably want to do that and all. But also the thing about it is, you know, the one thing that they haven't done, you know, that they haven't done to help the people is, and they've been wait, making people wait since about April or May for this, is not get another check out there for folks who are kind of having it kind of rough because of the, of the deal with the pandemic. It's not their fault that this has happened. And he, and the thing is that what he did over the weekend, signed these four executive orders and all. A lot of people said and all that, that's probably not going to even, all that's probably not going to be, uh, it's not going to be true. This is, not, this, is probably, this is probably not going to go down or something like that, to, to my understanding. And they're saying that if they do sign another check, in the, if they do authorize another check, it might even be October before we even see it. So, and the thing about it is they were expecting to make $1,200 stretch out over several months. I even heard that if you did that, that's, you know how much that is a day for that, that long time? $8. How some of the people are supposed to live on eight dollars a day? Nobody can. Nobody. You would have to be very, very. You would have to definitely be like to make sure you are well prepared for, for for the long run if you're going to do something like that. But I hope and pray they do something here because, like I said, the the, the country needs help. This pandemic has really brought a lot of things to their knees, and. Before too long, it's just if they don't do something soon, this country, like I said, is going to be it's going to be nothing more than a wasteland. Mid, I'll need you to stay online before, before stay on after after we go off the air because I need to mention something to you before okay. before you. Okay, thank you. Um, on that note, here, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank everybody for joining me here tonight for episode eight seventy one of WWS Revolution. I definitely want to thank, of course, uh, the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, for coming on. I also want to thank the Kenny Clubs, Mitt Patel, as well as the Soul Man, Justin Lewis, for coming on here as well. I apologize, of course, if any of my news stories did get cut off. I had another incident involving TalkShoe. I don't know what happened, but we're still trying to investigate why in the world that TalkShoe thinks I'm on another device every single time I'm doing this show. But I'm only on one device, and that is my computer. So I, I don't understand why. So, but we'll definitely get that figured out, and like I said, hopefully we'll have to worry about doing that again. But be sure, of course, as always, check out all of our stuff we've got posted on all of our pages here in WWS, including, of course, we got the, of course, opinion the, the opinion poll tournaments going on for several of the empty arena championship belts. As well as, of course, that will be going on through, of course, uh, the end of the month. And, of course, we have, the, of course, the for the um, WWS Dirt Sheet Championship and the new WWS Raw Underground Championship. We have those two polls going on through, of course, this coming, uh, just going through, of course, August the 15th at midnight. So, like I said, you still have time to, of course, make your vote about who should be the holder of that champion of those belts. Um, but uh, we've got uh, a really tight race on both those belts right now. So be sure, of course, to vote on that. All that is on the Revolution Radio Facebook page if you want to check that out. Uh, check out all of our other pages. We've got a whole lot of great stuff posted on there here as well. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, Revolution 871, of course, is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. 
But we are, of course, five years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other here. And, of course, like I said, of course, remember, Mr. WWS has three rules to live by, of course, uh, in, in, in dealing with this pandemic. Of course, keep your hands clean, keep yourself clean, and most definitely pray. And like I said, you'll turn out, you'll turn out the whole, you'll, you'll turn out just fine. So, ladies and gentlemen, of course, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only the WCWS Radio Network. We'll be back on, of course, with Outside the Ropes at 6:30, 141—387-pound wrestling debate at 8 o'clock, of course, 139—925-pound at at 8 o'clock. And also, of course, Revolution 872, of course, at 9 o'clock, of course, when we will talk about the NXT in addition to your news and views and history and birthdays and other, of course, other stories, of course, making the rounds. Take care and God bless, folks. This is, of course, yeah, the one and the night, only. Night, You're not there. This is the one and the only, the WWS Radio Network. And Justin, have a great evening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.